Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Welcome to the Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get into it. Major League Baseball, 15 games into the season, 162, and I understand that it is a long season. I understand that it is going to take a long time to get to October. All right, we're only two weeks into the season, but I'm bringing back a segment. Now, here on the Sports Angle, we did MLB overreactions. I went to social media and I read out the biggest overreactions from the opening weekend in Major League Baseball. Some of you enjoyed it. Some of you actually liked that segment. So I will bring it back, but instead, 15 games in, who has the biggest overreactions in Major League Baseball? So the first overreaction we're going to get into, we're going to go down to Kansas City. Yes, folks, we're going to go down to Kansas City, and the first overreaction is because the Kansas City Royals are 9-5, and five, they are going to win the AL Central. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to bash Kansas City Royals fans. I know there's people out there in Kansas City that listen to the show. I will say that it will be a really tough road to win the AL Central. It will be a hard road to climb All right, you're in an uphill battle once you get into the summer months. All right, let's just address the facts. Right now, you're in April. Royals are doing good. I mean, Royals have won six of the last 10 games. But when you get into August, when you get into September, when you're getting deep in the trenches, when you are really thin in certain positions, That is when the weaknesses get exposed. That is when the 40-man roster really gets used to the absolute peak. That is when you really start to see your minor league system come into fruition. August and September, that is when you see baseball teams really show what they have moving uh, forward into the playoffs. So my first overreaction and my first angle about the Kansas City Royals winning the AL Central, wait till August. And if the Kansas City Royals are in the hunt, if the Royals are in the fight by August, then this isn't an overreaction. But if they are what I believe is going to happen, if they do start to decline around those months, if they start to regress in certain care ad categories, then absolutely this was an overreaction from a Kansas City Royals fan. The second overreaction that we're going to get into here on the Sports Angle, I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, comes from Detroit. That's right. We're going to go down to Detroit because I had someone submit this to me, and that was the Detroit Tigers could make a legit playoff push in the AL Central. Before they lost seven of their last 10, I would have said it's a possibility. If I would have not seen them lose four in a row, then I would side with you on that. 
But to me, the Detroit Tigers are showing why they are not there yet. The Detroit Tigers are showing in full display why they are not a team to be uh, messed with in 2021. Are they going to be there two years from now? Most likely. Are they going to be in 2024 World Series contenders with all the prospects and all the young guys in their system? Most likely. But we're talking about 2021. So this is definitely a overreaction from a Detroit Tigers fan saying that they could make a playoff push out there in Detroit. But thank you for submitting that in. The next overreaction we are going to talk about here on the Sports Angle, we're going to jump down to the AL East because a Boston Red Sox fan thinks that they could not just win the AL East. They believe that they are the best team in the American League. You know what, Red Sox fans? You know what, Boston fans? You're comical. You have some of the most dedicated and some of the most passionate fans out there in Boston. And on that hand, I respect it. But on the opposite side, just like the Patriots, just like your beloved Bruins, just like your beloved Celtics, you always jump the gun. Are the Boston Red Sox, do they currently have the best record in the American League? Yes, they do. Do the Boston Red Sox have two of the best home run hitters in baseball right now in Martinez and Devers? Absolutely. And do the Boston Red Sox, riding the momentum of a seven uh, of the last 10 games, are they doing what they need to do to lead the AL East? Yes. They are. But I'm going to call this an overreaction because the person said that they are going to be the best team in the American League. This person is in is pretty much insinuating that the Boston Red Sox are going to make it to the World Series. This person is pretty much telling the world that the Boston Red Sox and Fenway Park will win the ALCS, they'll win the ALDS, and they will move on to the World Series to face off against the best team in the National League. I call this a definite overreaction by the Boston Red Sox hopefuls, but I will always give it to Boston fans. You're loyal, you're passionate, and I think that they are uh, they're, going to be a good team but I would pump the brakes on them winning a World Series or even making it to the World Series just yet. So as we are talking about MLB overreactions and 15 games in, I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. This is The Sports Angle. The next overreaction, we're going to go down to New York. I know Yankee fans, you're upset. I understand that Yankee fans are in a position they haven't been in since 1998. The New York Yankees are dead last in the American League. Out of all 15 teams in the American League, they are ranked 15th in the standings. Now, you might be asking yourself, what overreaction am I going to use? I mean, am I going to use a player overreaction? Am I going to use a manager overreaction? Am I going to use a general manager overreaction? I'm actually going to use all of them. All right, I'm going to give you a trio for one special because Yankee fans have given me a lot of material. I'm in a Facebook group called Yankees Daily. And trust me, folks, they give you enough Uh, overreactions to feed a small country. So the first overreaction, Aaron Judge is not worth the contract, and he is not going to be the face of the franchise any longer. This is definitely an overreaction, but I'm going to explain why. Yes, has Aaron Judge been injury prone? 
yes. Has Aaron Judge not lived up to the hype from that rookie season? Yes. And has Aaron Judge not been able to be the superstar that the New York Yankees are used to having? Yes. But to sit here and say that he is no longer the face of the franchise, that kind of makes me pump the brakes. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would I pump the brakes on Aaron Judge not being the face of the franchise in New York? Why am I saying that he is not the guy in the Bronx? Simple. Because I'm going to ask Yankee fans a very simple question. And I want you to really stop and analyze this before you respond. Who do you have that could replace Aaron Judge as the face of the franchise? When it comes to your starting lineup, who do you have that could replace his role when it comes to your posters, your billboards, your cups, spoons, knives, forks, you name it? Aaron Judge has been a marketing machine for the New York Yankees since 2017. The reason why I'm saying pump the brakes on this overreaction is because, let's address the facts, Aaron Judge sells a lot of jerseys. Aaron Judge is a guy that MLB uses to promote the Yankees on national television. They had him be the cover athlete for MLB the show a couple of years ago. Aaron Judge is a is a guy that you can plaster on billboards and they will and they'll know who he is. I mean, he has appeared in commercials, he has appeared in uh TV skits, he has done comedy uh type of situations with Saturday Night Live. Aaron Judge is a superstar. Regardless of how Yankee fans want to overreact, there is nobody else in the lineup that can replace his production when it comes to marketing. John Carlos Stanton, way past his prime. If this was Florida Marlins, John Carlos Stanton, if this was Miami Marlins, 59 home run, John Carlos Stanton, then I would say you have an argument. But he is no longer that guy. Aaron Hicks, he's not a superstar. Brett Gardner, yes, he's the captain in the locker room, but he is not a face of the franchise. Clint Frazier is supposed to be a power hitter, but he really hasn't done much with the Yankees. Yershella is solid, but most people out in New York don't know who he is. Gliber Torres is a solid infielder, but outside of the Cubs fans and outside of Yankees fans, go ask people about Gliber Torres they most likely are not going to know who he is. If you are going to be the face of the franchise for the 27-time World Series champion, you got to be somebody that fans universally know. Everybody knew who Derek Jeter was. Everybody knew who Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, Babe Ruth. I mean, those guys, they were among the elite of the elite. Don Mattingly, back in, the, back in the mid to late 80s, even if you didn't like the Yankees, you knew who Don Mattingly, Don Mattingly was. Okay? You, when uh, Deion Sanders played for the Yankees for only that short time period, that was a marketing machine. When they had people come to New York Yankees like a Reggie Jackson that was marketing at its finest. So, yes, this is definitely an overreaction by Yankees fans because he will be the face of the franchise until they find somebody that could replace the marketing value of Aaron Judge. The second overreaction from Yankee fans, Aaron Boone should be fired as Yankees manager. This is definitely an overreaction. Aaron Boone has a 60% winning percentage with the New York Yankees as a manager. Let's also talk about the fact that Aaron Boone won 100-plus games the first two years he was the Yankees manager. 
Let's also talk about the fact that in a shortened season, he took the Yankees to the playoffs last year. Yes, Aaron Boone is having a really bad start to 2021 season, but let's not forget that this guy was in the contention for best manager in baseball by some columnist. Let's also not forget that Aaron Boone was in the running for AL manager of the year with uh, Kevin Cash in 2020. Aaron Boone, without a shadow of a doubt, is one of the best managers in Major League Baseball. So, Yankees fans, pump the brakes. He's not going to get fired yet. If you're 50 games in and you are still five games below 500, then I would understand why this would circulate. But right now, way too early for Aaron Boone to be on the chopping block. And the last overreaction from Yankees fans. The New York Yankees and Brian Cashman, they need to spend more money because they have not built a team well enough to contend. The irony is that the New York Yankees are normally one of the most highest um, salary terms of payroll in Major League Baseball. The New York Yankees have spent a lot of money with their core players. Let's also not forget the aspect that the New York Yankees have the best starting ro- the starting pitcher in baseball, and they paid him a lot of money to get the job done. Let's also talk about the fact, and let's really discuss the fact that when it comes to the New York Yankees, they are willing to shell out money regardless of the cost, And because they are in the biggest market in the United States, they can do that. They can spend all that money, and there really isn't that big of a cost. To really put this into example, the New York Yankees have nine players making double-digit salaries in 2021. Cole, Stanton, Chapman, LeMayhew, Britton, Kluber, Judge, Hicks, and Severino. Let's also uh, I'll mention the fact that they are paying two guys who are currently on the injured list already, and Britain and Severino. Hicks is having a well, very, a very undervalued season. Aaron Judge is injury prone. Corey Kluber doesn't look like the same guy he once was. John Carlos Stanton doesn't look like he can really hit a baseball uh, consistently. Chapman, there's question marks there. DJ LeMayhew, honestly, looks like the only guy not named Garrett Cole on that list that is actually being productive for the New York Yankees. So, yes, this is a complete overreaction once you understand the facts that the New York Yankees have already spent money and it's backfired on them. So this was the MLB overreaction segment here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. When we come back, we're going to do our winners and losers of the week in Major League Baseball. And don't go anywhere, because we will also talk about the amazing story that happened in Atlanta, involving a guy who took nearly 14 years to get back to Major League Baseball. So stay tuned for that. We're going to go to break here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back to the Sports Angle live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. Let's get back into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the content we have on there, as well as go to our YouTube channel, The Sports Angle. Click the subscribe button down below and turn on notifications. Go to our Twitter, at The Sports Angle, and use the hashtag, the sports angle to engage in the conversation. Now, another reoccurring segment we do here on the sports angle is we do MLB winners and losers. Now, what we're going to do is we are going to take four teams in Major League Baseball that I think won this week. And I'm going to take four teams that were losers this week. And I'm going to talk about them in order. So how we're going to do this here on the Sports Angle is winner, loser, winner, loser, winner, loser, winner, loser. I think that's uh, very simple enough. I'm clarifying this because I got a comment last uh, last week. Uh, They were kind of confused when I said the Mets were losers. I had to clarify that I said they were losers of that week and it cleared everything up. So the first winner of the week, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays organization this week, not only did they win one nothing against the Texas Rangers, shut them out, but they also beat up on the New York Yankees in Tropicana Field, and more importantly, the Tampa Bay Rays have taken advantage of the mistakes that are going on in the AL East. Baltimore is struggling. Toronto is struggling. The Yankees are definitely struggling. So when it comes to winners of the week, I will go with the Tampa Bay Rays. They're the first winner on my list. And we will move on to the first loser on the list. But Kings are, I see you in the comments. Mets winners. You know what, Kings are, I can respect that. I mean, what, they're 7-4 and four right now. They're leading the NL East. I mean, the New York Mets have been a really solid team over the last couple of days. I'll give you that. The first loser on my list is the New York Yankees. Look, there's no nice way to put it. The Yankees in this past week have been the definition of Defeated because the New York Yankees went one and five in this week. All right. The New York Yankees lost two out of three to the Toronto Blue Jays and then got swept by the Tampa Bay Rays. Look, what's going on in New York is really an interesting study. And I understand that there are Yankees fans that are overreacting. Listen to the last segment if you want to hear all about that. I did the overreactions, but the New York Yankees, let's be real. They are the Yankees. I mean, there was a comedian a long time ago who said that the Yankees could lose all 25 starting players and still make the playoffs by September. The Yankees are the definition of, you know, you shoot, you you know, you shoot something at them and they'll just brush it off and they'll be okay at the end of the day. Look, do I think that the Yankees are eventually going to recover? Yes. But because of them going one and five for the week, I have to put them first on my list of losers when it comes to uh, the MLB winners and losers. The second winner I have on my list, we're going to move over to the National League, and we are going to talk about we're going to talk about a team that actually I feel like a lot of people don't give that much credit to because a lot of people, they look at them and go, oh, they're the reigning, defending World Series champions. And there's a lot of people who sit there and go, you know what, it's expected for them to be this great organization. Oh, it's expected for the Dodgers to be among the best teams in all of MLB. But if you have watched them over the past week, they went five and one this week. 
I'm going to state that once again. The Dodgers swept the Rockies and they beat the Padres 11 to 6 and 2 to nothing before losing the final game of that series. I understand that there are Dodgers lovers and there are Dodgers haters, but you cannot put them off the list when they have gone 5 and 1 in the week. So because of that, I have the Los Angeles Dodgers being on that list of winners uh, here in uh, MLB winners and losers. The second team I have on my list that are losers, I definitely have to put them on here because they have just been awful in terms of losing. And that is the Colorado Rockies. I mean, the Colorado Rockies have really been an interesting case because there are some games where they look like they could win. And then there are some games where they get shut out seven to nothing. And you remind you're reminded of how bad the Nolan Arenado trade was. I mean, the Colorado Rockies, once again, went one and five this week. So it's only, uh, it's only justifiable, justifiable for the Colorado Rockies to be the second losers on this list. They're four and 12. I think most people expected this from Colorado. They're going to be terrible this year. Them being one and five, they are the second losers on my list. The next team I have on the winners and losers list, I am actually going to go back to California, and I'm actually going to talk about a team that, yes, they lost two out of three to the Los Angeles Dodgers, but surprisingly, the rest of the week was actually really solid for this team. And I'm actually going to go with the Anaheim Angels. Yeah, this is actually a surprise. I know. The Anaheim Angels have actually been a really interesting case in terms of Major League Baseball. I mean, the Anaheim Angels are that one team that should not be as successful as they are. But yet again, the Angels keep on winning. I mean, they beat up on the Twins 10-3. to They beat up on the Royals to begin the week. Yes, they had the postponement of the Twins versus Angels game on the 17th and the 18th. But when you watch the Angels and you saw what they did against the Royals and against the Twins, I have to put them on this list. And I really have to acknowledge the fact that the Anaheim Angels have been among the best teams in Major League Baseball over the last couple of weeks. So the Angels have surprised me, and that's why I have them on the list of winners and losers. Do you wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. So we're going to go back to the loser category. Kings are uh, chips in and says that he picked the Angels to win the division. And I picked the Reds also. Kings are, yes, you did. I remember you did that. And the next team I have on my list, in terms of winners and losers, it has to be the Minnesota Twins. Hey, Ricky, if you're watching right now, I know you're a Twins fan. I know this burdens you, but I have to put them on this list. Not only were two of their games postponed this week, which is also a really unfortunate thing, but... They lost to the Angels in their only game of the series. Nearly, um, I mean, they got swept by the Boston Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox took them behind the woodshed and basically clapped them cheeks. So, I mean, the Boston Red Sox, they did what they had to do against Minnesota. But because of them going one and four this week, I had the Minnesota Twins being on the list 
of losers of the week. And then we're going to go to the fourth final winner and loser of the week in Major League Baseball. The fourth winner on my list, we're going to go down to Oakland. And we're going to talk about the Oakland Athletics. They are currently on an eight-game win streak. And they were perfect this week in Major League Baseball. They shut out the Tigers, not once, but twice. They beat up on the Diamondbacks both games and actually scored seven and nine runs, respectively, in those series. So because of them going 6-0 and this week, I have the Oakland Athletics as the fourth and final winner of the week in Major League Baseball. I mean, the Anaheim, the Anaheim Angels have done solid. I understand that the Dodgers did what they had to do, and I'm aware of what the Tampa Bay Rays did. But there was no team this week that was as dominant as the Oakland Athletics. And my fourth and final loser of the MLB winners and losers of the week. Sorry to Brett, uh, Brett Hillis on this one if he's watching, but I have to go with your Detroit Tigers. I mean, look, the Tigers did solid against the Astros, but very unfortunately, they collapsed very badly against the Oakland Athletics, getting shut out twice. Let's also talk about the fact that the Oakland Athletics really exposed the Detroit Tigers uh, in that series. So because of them uh, getting swept by the Oakland Athletics and them losing four games this week, I have the Detroit Tigers as my fourth and final team on the winners and losers of the week in Major League Baseball. So once again, I will go over the four winners and the four losers for the people who just joined in. The four winners of the week in Major League Baseball, Tampa Bay Rays, Anaheim Angels, Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Oakland Athletics. The four losers of the week, Minnesota Twins, Detroit Tigers, New York Yankees, and, and the Colorado Rockies. Now, I'm going to pass it on to you, the people who are listening right now. Is there a team I left off? Is there a team that you think should be on the winners and or loser list for MLB of the week? Let me know in the comments on Facebook or go to Twitter and use the hashtag sports angle to engage in the conversation. We are going to go to break here on the sports angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the most amazing story that broke this weekend. And that was of an MLB player near 14 year journey to get back to the major leagues. We'll talk about that after we come back from break here on the sports angle. I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back to the Sports Angle live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Now, in Major League Baseball, normally you don't hear stories like this. Normally in sports itself, you rarely hear a story about a guy that spent years and years and years playing in the minors just to get one opportunity to play once again in the major leagues. Normally, the way baseball works, the way basketball works, the way hockey works, heck, even the way auto racing works. Normally, once you get sent down to the minors and you're playing there every day, you normally will have one of two situations happen. Either one, you will be a lifetime minor leaguer. You will play for $70,000 a year playing in AAA. You'll help the young guys. You'll become kind of a mentor, kind of a veteran uh, leader in the locker room. But you will not get the opportunity to play in the majors anymore. You're past your prime. You're past that age where you're no longer a prospect. You're no longer in your 20s. And MLB teams really don't give you that opportunity anymore. Or the second situation is you will be the back and forth kind of minor leaguer. You will be that AAA guy who's put on the 40-man roster, and you will be brought up and called down about 90 times a season. Okay, you will get called up. You'll play one or two, maybe a trio of games, and then they'll send you immediately back down. There are so many minor leaguers who do that. They get paid $560,000 a year just to become pretty much a fill-in roster spot when somebody gets injured. Well, Sean Kazmar Jr. was an interesting situation. And not only is this an MLB segment, but considering his background in Nevada, this will also count as the Vegas report for this week. So, Sean Kazmar Jr., he went to Las Vegas High School here in the Las Vegas Valley. He actually was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals coming out of high school, but did not sign with them because he went to College of Southern Nevada, go Coyotes, by the way, to be, play college baseball. And after playing two years college baseball with College of Southern Nevada, he was drafted in the fifth round by the San Diego Padres in the 2004 MLB draft. Now, this should be a great story. I mean, just being drafted to an MLB team is an accomplishment in itself. But what he did once he got there was interesting. Here he started in single A, was there for was there for, you know, two, two and a half years, but eventually worked his way up to double A in 2007 while playing for the San Diego Padres. And then in 2008, while he was in double A, he got the call of a lifetime. In 2008, while playing for the San Antonio Missions, he got the call up to the major leagues at the age of 23. I mean, this is an amazing accomplishment. This guy at the same age as I am now, he finally gets the call of a lifetime. He plays in 19 games for the San Diego Padres. He has, you know, he, he, he gets some experience, but none of his uh, stats are going to be flashy to you during that 19 game stint. Well, this has to be, you know, just the beginning, right? Well, what happens after 2008 for Sean Kazmar Jr.? Well, in 2009, 2010, and 2011, the San Diego Padres have him be in their AAA affiliate full-time. He doesn't get called up. He doesn't, you know, play at least one more game for the Padres. He is a full-time minor leaguer 
for the San Diego Padres. And even though he gets on base, even though he does put up some solid hitting numbers for San Antonio during that time span, during Portland during that time span, I mean, he had 53 home runs in 2010 and was batting 275, which is not terrible. So in 2011, he goes to Seattle Mariners, plays there for one year, doesn't get called up by Seattle. Now he is at a crossroads. I mean, he is 26 years old. It has been four years since he got that call of a lifetime 19 games in Major League Baseball. What is he going to do? Well, he signs a contract with the New York Mets for one season, plays in double A, and still does not get the call from an, a Major League team. Well, does he stop? Does he go on and do, do a full-time job? Does he eventually hang up the bat, hang up the batting gloves, and eventually call it quits? No. In fact, he keeps on going. He signs with the Atlanta Braves, where he has been with them ever since. Eight years, Sean Kazmar Jr. was a minor leaguer for the Atlanta Braves organization. This guy, he hit 11 home runs and 12 home runs in 2017 and 2019, respectively, and there was actually a season where he batted 297 out there in Gwinnett or Gwinnett. So understand that this guy, he persevered. He kept going. He kept going. He's getting into his middle 30s. No, I'm going to keep on going because his entire goal was to get eventually that one last call up to the major leagues. And eventually it happens, folks. Last weekend, Sean Kazmar Jr., he got that call once again to play for the Atlanta Braves organization. So after nearly 14 years, after playing those 19 games for the San Diego Padres, he makes that one appearance playing for the Atlanta Braves against the Chicago Cubs, and he gets to be on a major league ballpark be at the batter's box and do what majority of kids and majority of baseball fans would dream of doing. And that is playing in a major league baseball game. And I'm, I'm actually happy for him. And this isn't just because he's a Vegas native. This isn't just because he went to college in Southern Nevada, which is a college I attended at one point. It's the fact that Sean Kazmark Jr. Didn't give up he looked at his options and he kept going no matter what even when he played in double a at the age of 27 he still didn't give up so the story i want to say and the angle i want to tell all of you is that take a lesson from sean kazmar jr that if this guy didn't give up after nearly 14 years of playing in the minors, then don't give up on what you're doing. Regardless if it's your career, regardless if it's your job, whatever the situation may be, use Sean Kazmar Jr. as a inspirational tool. Use his uh, life lesson and his experience getting back to the majors as a way to be like, you know what? I'm not going to give up on what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing it. And eventually it's going to work out. So congrats to Sean Kazmar Jr. Finally getting back to the major leagues after nearly 14 years of being in the minors. And hopefully we hear more about him in the future in major league. So here's what we're going to do here on the sports angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. We are going to take one final break here on the sports angle and when we come back we are going to talk about the Dodgers and the Padres one of the biggest and most hottest topics in uh, the sports world don't go anywhere we'll be right back here on the sports angle don't go anywhere
Welcome back to the Sports Angle live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Now, the chat on Facebook, the comments on Twitter, hashtag the Sports Angle. You can always engage in the conversation by also going to our website, thesportsangle.com. Request, request your question, submit it to us at the Sports Angle. Now, somebody asked, Rocco, tell us more on your two favorite losers, Astros and Cubs. Now, pump the brakes. I'm not an Astros fan. I understand where you're getting the idea from. But the Astros, they are a team that I watched a long time ago. But once Texas really started to take off for me, I really haven't been that big, really that close to the Astros. I mean, I was a huge Astros fan during the Lance Berkman era of the Astros. All right, to me, that is when I really first started watching the Houston Astros. When they had Lance Berkman, you had Carlos Lee, you had you know guys like that with the Astros organization, Roy Oswalt, uh, Michael Bourne, just to name a couple. But the modern Astros, they're not my favorite, so pump the brakes on that. But the Cubs, I will be happy to talk about. They went 2-4 and four this week. I mean, they got shut out by the Brewers on April 14th, and they got clapped by the Braves yesterday, losing 13-4 to four after they beat them 13-4 to four on Saturday. As a matter of fact, to do a little shameless plug here, there was a show called the Pop Fly Podcast. Donovan Samuels, uh, I'm your host, Rocker Kelly. I appear on the show with him. And we actually did a funny little skit where his name read, read the Cubs beat the Braves 13 to 4. And my name read the Braves beat the Cubs 13 to 4. So I thought that was a little funny little Easter egg for the fans to kind of pick up on. Uh, definitely go watch that show, by the way, the Pop Fly podcast every single weekend here on social media. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Donovan Samuels, uh, I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. We're definitely a huge part of that as well. Uh, Joshua Bailey, Dallas Oliver, Jay Will, I've seen those guys in there as well. So definitely check out that. Now, to get back to what we were going to talk about, here on the Sports Angle, I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. With us having a couple minutes left here on the show, the Dodgers and the Padres, there was fights. There was diving grabs in center field. There were bombs. You know, there was absolute chaos at the Dodgers versus uh, Padres game. And that has led to a lot of analysts using this hot take that I think is the most ridiculous hot take of the week. The Dodgers and the Padres is the best rivalry in baseball. Now, not only am I going to say that this is the most ridiculous hot take out of them all, I'm also going to give you the reason why it's the most ridiculous. Not only is there a rivalry in the National League that is better than the Padres and the Dodgers, they have had actual fights break out at home plate. They have had animosity towards each other for decades. And more importantly, they are going to be fighting it out for the division this year. There's no doubt in my mind that these two teams are going to continue to hate each other again and again and again. And the team I have, the team I got, is the Cincinnati Reds and the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, you might be asking yourself, how is that going to be the rivalry of the year in Major League Baseball? Well, let me tell you. The reason why that's going to be the rivalry of the year is because you saw what happened with Nick Castellanos and Yadier Molina earlier this year. We saw that fight that broke out within the first weekend 
of MLB. Let's also talk about the fact that you have had bench clearing brawls. You've had hitters getting, uh, getting pitched behind them. You have had players like, for example, Brandon Phillips and Yadier Molina go at it. You have had Dusty Baker and Tony La Russa get in each other's face in the past. The Cardinals and the Reds have that animosity towards each other. They simply do not like each other. More importantly, the Cincinnati Reds and the St. Louis Cardinals are going to have more to they're going to have more pressure on themselves than the Padres and Dodgers will. Let me explain that. The Dodgers are going to win that division. There's no doubt in my mind them starting 13 and 3 on the season. They are going to win that division. It's not even going to be close. Are the Padres going to compete with the Giants for a wild card spot? Yes, they will. But do I expect them to try to win the division? Absolutely not. The opposite is for the Reds and the Cardinals. I will make my angle right now here on the show that the Cincinnati Reds and the St. Louis Cardinals They are going to go into September neck and neck for the NL Central. There is no doubt in my mind that the Cardinals and the Reds, when it gets to September 20th, September 22nd, they are going to be a couple of games within each other to win that NL Central. And because it's going to be that close, that's what's going to add more animosity. That's going to add more bad blood. That's going to cause more chaos. And more importantly, that's going to cause more of a rivalry in Major League Baseball. So no disrespect to the analysts who get paid for a living to do this. And no disrespect to all the podcasts who are trying to hype this up. But you already have a rivalry that is going to be the best in baseball. Cincinnati and St. Louis is going to be 100 times better than what San Diego and L.A. is going to bring, okay? The Royals and the White Sox are most likely going to have more bad blood than the Dodgers and the Padres will. The Red Sox and the Orioles will probably have more of a rivalry than the Dodgers and the Padres. The Athletics and the Mariners, for crying out loud, are probably going to have more of a rivalry than the Dodgers and the Padres. Understand that those teams out there in St. Louis and in Cincinnati have more on the line at the end of the day than LA and San Diego do. So my angle is that no, the Padres and the Dodgers will not be the best rivalry in baseball. And I will say on the record that I don't buy into the hype with the San Diego and LA series. And they're going to have to show me a lot more than just one series to prove that. So I'm your host, Rocco or Kelly. This is the sports angle Monday to Friday at 6 PM Pacific, 9 PM Eastern. Go to our website, the sports Check out all the content we have on there. Go to our YouTube page at the sports angle, click the subscribe button, turn notifications and go on to our Twitter Hashtag the sports angle to engage in the conversation. And until next time, I'm your host, Rocker Kelly. Rock on, and we'll see you later. You'll never believe it. I mean, I hardly could. Kohl's has epic deals right now, and they're going to make for an epic 4th of July. I got the cutest $6.99 Americana tees, $19.99 Tech Gear shorts for me, and Toastmaster kitchen gadgets for less than 10 bucks. I even got Kohl's cash and picked up my order in less than an hour. So yeah, cue the fireworks, because these savings are definitely worth celebrating. Select style sale ends July 4th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. 
the been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 